I am Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And we're paranormal specialists who live in the most haunted city on earth, Savannah, Georgia. Every day is Halloween in our line of work, so join us as we spin true tales of haunts, murders, and disturbing Savannah history. I'm Madison. I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the most haunted city on earth. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the most haunted city on earth. My name is Madison Timmons. And I'm JT Timmons. And we have a very interesting episode for you today. We do, we do. Because it's going to be in light of, you know, the current season we are in, hurricane season. We're going to talk about storm ghosts a little bit. That sounds fun. But uh, first, I'd like to say right now, uh, a massive category for hurricane is battering uh, the west coast of Florida. It's mm-hmm. destroying uh, Fort Myers as we speak, and uh, it's you know extremely, extremely sad. So I just want to remind everyone, go out. We need to give blood uh, as soon as everything is over. And if you're not even like near the hurricane, go out you know now. Um, cause it's, it's, uh, they're going to need it. They're going to need it. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty bad as you're probably watching on the news and all that. Um, but yeah, or if you can't give blood, um, definitely consider donating to, uh, your local American Red Cross or, yeah. um, any kind of organization that will help with hurricane relief because for it's sure, no sure. joke as two people who grew up in Florida. We know, we know how it is. Oh it's, yeah. I was in Miami intense. in 2005. So that should tell you <laughs> That's everything. It's like the worst year to live in Miami. It, it really was. It really is. Is. We got yeah. Wilma. It's just you know really awful. But you know uh, here in Savannah, we're actually gonna catch us a hurricane. Yeah, we we're, uh, Ian is anticipated to come up to Savannah at some point. Obviously, nowhere near as brutally as it is right now, but it's expected to currently cut through Florida and swing back over to Savannah as around a Hurricane One or Cat Two. Yep. So, so, yeah, we are uh, recording this about 24 to 48 hours before the hurricane actually hits us, um, but I'm going to get this scheduled, and you will have your Saturday episode, Power or Not. Yes, absolutely. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Okay, so uh, we're actually not going to necessarily be talking about any spirits from Savannah for this episode. I do want to say that, uh, because those Savannah has had brutal hurricanes in its history. It's very interesting that even though it killed quite a few people, there are no reported spirits from these hurricanes. Okay. So the problem is with an incident such as a hurricane, it can be a little bit tricky to pinpoint a spirit to that specific event. Yeah, to tie the spirit to the actual hurricane. Yeah. Sure. Especially in a place like Savannah. It would just be like identity, really. Yeah, exactly. So it would, it's in the same gist of like, you know, if there was a widespread fire, we can sometimes assume they might have been associated with a spirit, but I couldn't find anything solid and I didn't know of anything solid that I was like, this is definitely a spirit from one of the hurricanes. But for your Savannah little bit of tidbit, um, in 1820, what really sparked off the biggest, one of the biggest yellow fever epidemics was a hurricane. Mm. So, um, yeah, it, it was like almost a hurricane, I should say. It was more of like a tropical storm, tropical depression of sorts. But it was enough um, wind and force that it 
tore down a lot of buildings, filled up a lot of buildings, creating that standing water, allowing for those mosquito populations to thrive, essentially. And therefore, you have yellow fever. Yes. So there you go for your Savannah tidbit. But for today, we are going to be talking about one uh, lore that I grew up knowing from Polly's mm-hmm. Island and then also uh, Polly's Island, South Carolina. I should clarify that. But then also one from Key West, Florida. All right. Which well, I'm also, excited. Uh, definitely keep Key West in your thoughts um, also because they also uh, they just got battered as well um, yep. by the hurricane unexpectedly. So, yes. Um, now, let's start off with the Key West hurricane. Okay, let's do it. So both of these stories I'm going to tell you about happened in the 1800s. Uh, the first one, the Key West story, happened in 1846. It's referred to as the Havana hurricane. Oh, wow. Okay. And so this was a Cat 5 hurricane, um, which is a very intense hurricane, especially back I mean, in that. I it's the most intense. Well, it is. But it's also, imagine being in the 1800s and not, one, not having any of the technology we have nowadays to track hurricanes. Yeah. And not knowing it's even coming, and you can't prepare for it. Yeah. So, like, it's it's a very, very devastating thing. So, Cap 5 hurricane hit Key West, Florida, and it left absolute um, just desolation to yeah. the land. So, the land was covered with bodies of victims who were drowned or hit by flying debris. And among them were also coffins and corpses. Uh, because the storm had unearthed the old cemetery on Whitehead Point, turning bones really? into oh yeah, oh wow, yeah. Well, I mean, you know how intense a cat. No, I, no, be, I so know. Like, like Katrina did the same exact thing. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that if that gives you any idea, it can literally just the wind can unearth these remains, and so it actually turned bones into projectiles. <laughs> We shouldn't laugh about that. No, we should. That's actually insanely funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) And it deposited them in unexpected places throughout the island. (laughs) So they were just finding bodies everywhere. And they didn't know if it was from, you know, people who died or if it was from the cemetery or like what it was. Um, But the number of deaths and disturbed graves from that one disaster alone is why some people believe that Key West has so many phantom bodies. mysteries like phantom occurrences for the paranormal okay uh because there are quite a few entities that they encounter on that island that have no nobody has any clue where they came from so So it could very well exactly from a storm yes so you know going back to my original point with savannah it's the same kind of concept when you have mass casualties of that nature if you know it's just normal people it's yeah. not like there's any kind of identifying things about them you know when you have soldiers and stuff you see soldier spirits are usually still in their uniforms or there's some kind of identifying thing about them whether it's the way they behave you know the way they move you know sure things like that um that are able to be like okay cool that's a soldier ghost but like when you have regular just citizens living their lives and then they die suddenly of course it's going to be hard to figure out who they are um but yes so during this storm two lighthouses fell and uh, and killed everybody for the most part who was inside of them seeking refuge oh wow um, and so both locations are now haunted uh, by apparitions, disembodied voices, and supernatural activity. We're going to go into those. Yeah. So I'm sure we the are. The first one is going to be a, uh, they refer to him as a former pirate. Uh, he's 
very loosely a pirate. <laughs> they, um, love to, they love to do that. I know. Towards destinations, like, we got a ghost pirate. Yes. Uh, he is very loosely a pirate. Uh, but his name was, but he was a, um, a nautical man of sorts. Yeah. So his name is Captain Joshua Appleby. Um, he was Appleby. Yeah, I knew. I knew when I was writing this, JT was going to make some comments. What do you mean? You were just such a goober. Does he have uh, unlimited mozzarella sticks? No, riblet. <laughs> Probably. Well, you know, um, I'm sure his ribs were turned into riblets, but you oh know. Oh boy! It's... All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was mean. Anyways. Um, but yes, Captain Joshua Appleby was from New England. He moved to Key West and started making money from things he found in shipwrecks. Mm-hmm. Yes, go ahead and adjust the tablecloth. Yeah, just to keep talking. Okay. But um, anyways, so the government actually ended up accusing Appleby of conspiring with pirates, which is where he gets the pirate lore from, um, to intentionally run ships aground. Wow. So, but officers could not uh, secure concrete evidence of this. And so he was released, obviously. But in an odd career change of sorts, um, going from running ships aground, allegedly, he actually became the keeper of the Sand Key Lighthouse, which is like Hmm. their whole purpose is to keep ships from running into things and sinking. So kind of ironic. But regardless, um, the Sand Key Lighthouse was five miles off the coast of Key West, And in October of 1846, Appleby's daughter and friends came to visit Sand Key Island. So they had no idea when they came to visit that there was this massive hurricane heading their way. They all thought that it was going to be a nice trip visiting, you know, family and friends and yada, yada, yada. They all ended up perishing in that storm. Whoa. um, Because uh, they... So 16 people ended up dying in general on Sand Key Island during the storm. It's a really small key in the keys. So, I mean, 16 people's a lot. But the um, key deer survived. Yeah. That makes me so happy. I, he's like, who cares about the people? You know, the key deers. The key deer are the cutest animals. really cute. If you don't know what a key deer is, they're like, they're pretty sure they're like super endangered. I'm pretty sure they are, yeah. Check them out. They're really cute. They're small deer. They're small. Small. All right. Yes. Um, So many said that they tried to ride it out in the lighthouse, which, I mean, is a logical place to go to if there's a hurricane. Uh, That's where I'd go. Yeah. You would think that the lighthouse would be able to hold up against the whole point of of a lighthouse. Right? It's like in a brutal storm to shine a beam of hope through. Um, there was no beams of hope in this situation. So wow. Um, now, so they no one knows what happened to them exactly um, because the entire lighthouse station was washed away without a trace. Whoa. Yeah. Goodness gracious. So if any of you are ever um, considering staying put during a Cat Five hurricane, let these stories be warning to Just you. Just don't. Just don't do Just that. Just don't do it. Um, because it's brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so their bodies were never found. Uh, but some people have said that they have encountered them as spirits in where the new lighthouse is. Hmm. So the new lighthouse was built in 1853, and the new keepers claimed that they would hear the sound of the captain's voice as well as the voice of children. And sometimes those voices were happy, other times they sounded agitated. Okay. So, I mean, 
that's a pretty basic residual haunting. So yeah. in my opinion, I don't know if they're necessarily there as intelligent hauntings, uh, just from the reports of that, basically everything that I've, I've read was kind of just, you know, residual things of just hearing voices and whatnot. And gotcha. I mean, when someone, when that many people die so quickly, it's going to, you know, we've talked about that before. Where it's gonna They're going to release some energy. Yeah, of course. That's like a horrible way to die, you yeah. know? Getting washed away without a trace and having a lighthouse crumble onto you. Yeah, that's... That, that that's is horrific. A, for sure. Um, so that one's the, uh, I would say, the entry level of... Oh, thank God they get better. Yeah. <sighs> okay, well, um, there's no demonic things, <laughs> so I don't know where you think this is going. Yeah, but I promise y'all it's going to get better than that. Okay. I'm just joking, man. You, you're doing great. You're oh doing great. Your research is awesome. No, like it told a story. It just the, sto- just the story needs to be <laughs> better next time. I'm sorry. I'll let them know. I'll let those ghosts know that they should have died in a worse way. I'll let them know. I'll, I'll, I'll make a message for them. You probably could, honey. You no. probably could go talk to them. For your entertainment. Okay. No. JT's being exiled, everyone. I think we're I all get in exiled a, every episode. I think we're all in agreement oh, here. Lord. So yeah. Anyways, so Barbara Marberty is our next. Spirit. All right, all right, Barb. She ain't gonna attack nobody. I just want to clarify that now. If you're getting your hopes up for that, so she was actually one of the first female like uh, lighthouse keepers. In That's the US. interesting. Um, she was the keeper of the Key West Lighthouse. She, um, her husband actually was initially hired, but he died of yellow fever a few years later. Yikes. And so he, uh, she would take over and dedicated the next 38 years of her life to keeping the lights on. All right. Well, when the hurricane of 1846 hit the Key West area, she and her six children took refuge inside of the lighthouse. Well, the family was joined by a handful of other residents that were looking for shelter from the 150-mile-per-hour winds that this hurricane sustained. Whoa, Cat 4. Yep. Um, So the walls of the tower couldn't withstand, and the entire structure collapsed. And after the storm passed, bodies were found littered throughout the area where the tower once stood. Wait, so another lighthouse? Yes, all in Key West. Okay, so they were basically five miles in Key away West, they other. can't build a lighthouse. Okay. I mean, there are lighthouses. I'm not kidding. There are lighthouses like that I know that that I've heard of that have endured insane storms. I mean, freaking, you know, I mean, the, in the Bering Sea, right? Like up sure. in Alaska. I mean, just brutal storms, and they do it all the time. And then in in Key West, they lose how many lighthouses have we lost so far in this episode? And we're only like what, like 14 minutes in, less than two. We've lost two. Yeah. I thought there were three. No, two. You said two lighthouses went down in the, fir- uh, no. in the first story, no? No, I did oh, not. Oh, I'm just thinking that. Yes. All right, All right. Um, so two lighthouses so far. In and Key they West. were five miles apart from each other. So. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but yes, uh, she would actually, uh, she would live, Barbara would live, but her six kids Get all it, died. All of her kids died. Wow. And her husband was dead. So she was now a widow and all of her kids were dead after this storm. Poor Barb. I know. Um, Now, a new tower was built near the former site years later. And Barbara continued working there 
um, as the keeper until she was fired for making comments that were deemed disloyal to the union. Okay. Which I think is like some hogwash in my opinion <laughs> because I'm like hogwash. Did she really make comment like how how much did Key West really care about the union? You know what I mean? I, I don't I mean there's been a bunch of like uh there's been a bunch of uh you know I thought there were like battles there. Sure, but like Key West is so think about it. Think about it. Key West is so far away from the Union. Okay. Why would they really need to care all that much? They kind of, like, lived off of their own little tiny set of government to begin with. Yeah, yeah, the Conch Republic. Yeah, so why do they care? I think it was because in the 1800s, it was deemed kind of odd for a woman to be holding such a high yes, job. Yes, it's probably sexist. That's, I how, think, that's how it usually goes I think then. they were trying to find a reason yeah. To fire her, and that was their reasoning, even though it literally destroyed her. She, Dang. Because she dedicated her life to this. Like She's she, lost everything. She spent 38 years of her life. She went through a hurricane. She lost all of her family, and she wow. still kept on with that career. And they just fire her over a comment. That's I'm crazy. sorry. Justice for Barbara. Because justice for, that, hashtag justice, justice for, for Barbara. Barbara. Because honestly, that makes me so mad for her. But anyways, so sorry about my tangent. I just thought that was ridiculous. That's quite the tangent, huh? Um, she adamantly denied it, but was still removed from the job. And she actually ended up dying three years after getting fired. And I think it's because her soul was broken from that, you know? It's I like, mean, if her soul wasn't broken already from losing all of her family and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that was like kind of like, in my opinion, the final straw. That was all she had left. And like, Okay, so know? she'd be haunting? Yeah, she do be haunting. So. Okay, dope. Um, so soon after, um, after her death, people started seeing Barbara back at the lighthouse, but obviously she was dead. So it was kind of a weird, it was a weird flex, but hauntings at Key West Lighthouse continue to this day. And many believe that the spirits of the victims of the hurricane also still roam the area in their afterlife. Um, now I have two lengthy encounters that people have had that they believe are attached to Barbara. Ooh, nice. So, um, one visitor said that as she was climbing the brutal 88 steps, she, because yes, it takes 88 steps to get the top of that lighthouse, which sucks. Yeah, that sounds about right. It sucks. So like. You did it? I, no, I did not do it because I did. Oh. I did not want to do that. But, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyways. Um, she, then how do you know it sucks? Because I've been in lighthouses before and lighthouses always have the smallest little steps. So it's like 88 small little steps and it's like that makes, this, Shouldn't that make it easier? If they're half a step, shouldn't that be like 44 steps? No, they're 88 okay. small steps. All right. So anyways, um, she was climbing the 88 steps. She felt someone behind her and she knew that her family was touring the lighthouse as well. So she thought it could have been one of them. She turned around to talk to someone, and there was no one there. So she kept walking up the stairs. She had the same feeling once again and stopped and looked behind her. There was no one there again. She said the feeling got stronger and stronger, and the higher she climbed. When she finally got to the top, she sighed and took some time to catch her breath. While she was looking out the window, she felt a very cold wind come through the room. Ooh. Keep in mind it was 85 degrees that day. Wow. 
Wow. Which is actually really mild for Key West. But <laughs> anyways, she was unsure where the cold air was coming from, but appreciated it because she was worn out from the climb. <laughs> she stood at the window. And you're like, oh, thank God there's a ghost. Here. Literally. Oh. Honestly, mood. I feel her. <laughs> Um, she stood at the window for a few minutes looking at the view and then she decided she would go back down the stairs before she left the window. She said she felt as if someone was giving her a hug. Aww. She looked around again to see if anyone was around her and still saw no one. She said the hug was gentle and it felt as if someone wanted to comfort her on her climb down the stairs. She said no, uh, no matter what or who it was that she felt there, she never felt scared or threatened and feels that the ghost is friendly and very welcoming. That's okay. sweet. Are you going to have an attitude this whole Well, episode? I need a little more violence. Well, I'm sorry. There's <laughs> not. We're, we can't give you that. Actually, interestingly enough, all of the hurricane spirits that I looked up all are not mean. Yeah, yeah. So, because I, I really like the gray man. That's what I'm excited to talk about. Okay, but the gray man's not mean either. No, no, no. He's not mean. He's not mean. But, but they're, they're, it, okay. So, like, I guess my when I say like violence, I'm like kind of like joking. It's mainly just I want, uh, I want some darkness in there and that was so sweet like it was so sweet like i'm like a hug and also some cool air to cool you down like bruh like <laughs> i'm just like come on like what Not i what okay. no the gray man is really interesting can we jump to the gray man no we have another encounter to talk about with barbara okay let's talk about this encounter okay. then y'all we're getting to the gray man i promise you the gray man's the bomb okay anyways another woman who visited the lighthouse had a similar story but she actually saw something Ooh. this woman was it's not going to be dark jay i'm sorry is it standing in the corner no. is it naked you're Is really, it shriveled you're up and on your, smiling? You're on your worst behavior this episode. <laughs> you yeah. really are. Like, <laughs> this is just showing, though, that ghosts are not always mean. Like, no, they don't have to be mean to be we interesting. We just don't talk about the nice ones. <laughs> because, well, there's, a, you know, sometimes it's nice uh, to talk about the nice all right, ones. All right, all right, Anyways, so another woman who visited the lighthouse had a similar story, but she actually saw something. This woman was also with a tour group of, at the lighthouse. Before they all climbed up the stairs, the tour guide was showing them around the lower level of the lighthouse. The woman said she felt a hand brush through her hair in a very playful way. So now she's like, she's like giving you scratches on your head. She's like, she's like, she's like, you're really, you are really, really. You're killing it. You're killing it. You yeah. are so. I good. love that for her, though. I love that you came to visit me. <laughs> <laughs> she looked at the, the couple next to her and they hadn't moved so she knew it wasn't them the tour continued and it happened again this time she heard a playful laugh she looked around now that's creepy mm -hmm. she looked around and the couple next to her asked if she was all right she asked if they felt a breeze come through or heard anything and they both said they hadn't for fear of seeming crazy the woman thought to her uh, thought that she should keep her thoughts to herself as the tour group began to climb up the stairs, the woman looked to her left, and what she saw almost made her fall down the stairs. Ooh. She saw what she thinks is the ghost of Barbara Marbury. Why? Because it looked like a woman. Um, and it, so I think that's it. 
That was literally what the encounter said. All righty. Gray man it up. Let's do it. Also, just for clarification, too, her children are seen on the property also. Um, oftentimes, two little girls are seen on the front lawn holding hands and skipping through the lawn. So. Wow. Okay, so in Key West, other than Robert the Doll, um, yeah. which which we've had, which we have another episode um, on Robert the Doll, and you could you can find that on YouTube. They're really sweet down there. I mean, why wouldn't they be? They have this They're beautiful place, you know. Yeah, it's even their residual hauntings. You know, are just chill. Yeah, they're they're you know, they love the sun. All right. But anyways, okay. So the gray man. Yes. So I All actually right. grew up knowing about the Gray Man because my family has had a house in um, what is considered technically Garden City. Um, and so that is right next to Polly's Island in mm-hmm. South Carolina. And so uh, they, I, what, I forget who told me about it. Somebody in my family told me about the Gray Man, which has been in South Carolina um, folklore, specifically Polly's Island. Um, folklore since 1822. Yeah, it's a very, it's an old, very popular story too. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners uh, might know about, especially if they're from the the south, the low country, yeah, the low country. But it is an interesting story, um, just because it's also kind of sweet his backstory. Yeah, but I'm cool this one because there's like a real big aggressive storm coming in. Yeah. Anyway, all right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So um, he dates back, as I said, to 1822. Uh, He is a cloaked figure who roams the beach at Polly's Island ahead of major storms that threaten the area. So his story, uh, basically a young man who had been at sea for a very long time was traveling from Charleston to see his fiancée to ask for her hand in marriage. Hoping to shorten the trip because of an approaching storm, the man and his horse would take a shortcut through the marsh just outside of Polly's Island. Mm. As the sun began to set, his horse began or became bogged down in the pluff of mud, and through pluff of mud. Yes. Okay. That's how the story goes. All um, right. Hashtag pluff of mud. Yes, and we can link the story too if you guys want to read about it some more. But yeah, um, in the pluff of mud, and through <laughs> that is a fun word, <laughs> and threw the man into the ground. The water and thick mud entrapped him and pulled him under the surface. It sounds like quicksand to yeah, me. Yeah, can you escape a pluff? I've never heard of a pluff up until this moment, so I mean... All right, let's see if he escapes the pluff. So, uh, I know if he does or not, but... I don't. I don't know yeah. the backstory of the gray man. I just know what the gray man represents. So, um, now it pulled him under the surface, killing him. Devastated oh, by the news. That happened quickly. Well, you didn't let me finish my sentence. So yeah. I, you would have gotten there before you, you made the deadly pluff. The deadly pluff. The deadly pluff. Um, devastated by the news of her lover's death, the young woman started taking regular walks on the beach to clear her mind. She would later come across a figure standing in her usual path. It was a familiar uh, man dressed in all gray. As she approached the figure, she would recognize the face of her lover. Knowing he had been mm. killed, the woman began to question the man, but all he could do was warn her to leave the island. A serious storm was approaching. He then vanished. The woman rushed home and told her family what had happened. In shock from the sighting, they, headed, or they heeded his warning and gathered their belongings and headed inland. Soon after, the area would be lashed by a powerful hurricane, leaving only one home untouched. 
hers. What? Wow. Yeah. Now that is solid. I yes. love that. It's very romantic. Though. So if you're still listening and you got through those those lighthouse stories, oh my God. I love this one. We need to. So so here's what we need to do. Her parents right now evac from Tampa because they uh, they live in Tampa, and they are actually up there near Polly's Island, right? Yeah, they're about at, twenty at, minutes outside of yeah, Polly's Island. Yeah, 20 minutes at outside the of the beach house. Yeah, the beach house, and we should ask. Because the the um, the hur the hurricane is going to cut through uh, Florida and then come back around to the to the East Coast, like Savannah, um, all the way up to Myrtle Beach and all of that. Um, we should see if if the Gray Man's chinchilling. Well, there. they would have to go to Polly's Island. He is pretty strictly in Polly's Island. So. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he is said to roam the beaches the day before a hurricane is set to make a landfall Ooh. there. So you would have to go the day before. All right. It's we supposed should definitely, to hit. We should definitely get your parents to do that. Yeah. We, we definitely can. Yeah. I mean, and we'll post. We'll, 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 I think we'll ask your, par- your parents to do that. And if we find anything, we'll post it on our Patreon. Yes. For absolutely. the pair junkies. Um, so most people usually use him as an omen that they need to leave from the storm okay. because, you know, obviously well, there's yeah. a lot of people that are like, oh, should, should we evacuate? Yada, yada, yada. But like if he shows up, people are like, oh, we got to get out of here. How um, often is he seen? Uh, so interestingly enough, there is a woman who's lived in Polly's Island her entire life and she has claimed to see the gray man three times for three different hurricanes. So the woman claims that she has seen the hurricane before Hurricane Hazel in 1954. She saw him again before Hurricane Hugo, which is the one that destroyed my beach house in um, 1989. Wow. Yeah, that was a horrible hurricane. If you guys ever want to, if you're interested in weather history, that was literally just so devastating. Um, And then the most recent appearance that she saw was before Hurricane Florence in 2018. Wow. So. That's crazy. Okay, wait, does it have her name? No. Obviously, she's elderly, so she might not well, want her name out there or something. I wonder if we could find her name just to, so we can, like, Facebook her. That was on, like, a local or, news article. Yeah, I wonder, they if, didn't I wonder if we name. could locate her and just ask her if she want to, like, talk to us, because that'd be a really good, like, like yeah. bonus content episode for Patreon. Yeah, the local uh, paper, like, there. outlet that I r- got that from... They, they only referred to her as a woman. Okay, gotcha. So well, I I'll, feel like she probably didn't. Well, I mean, like, you got to think about it. Some people, they have ghostly encounters, and they feel like people will judge them for having yeah. those encounters. So sure. they don't want to, people to know that they had those. So what I want to know is why is he dressed in gray? So there's a lot of different reasons why spirits come back in certain colors, like the woman in white, the woman in brown. It usually has to do with their, uh, you know, their purpose of sorts. And I think his is just to solely be like an omen. Okay. So he's just a very neutral okay. spirit. You feel? He's yeah. Not, he's not, he's like very much neutral not good not wonder, bad but like you i know. wonder though i wonder if so so when a ghost like a malevolent ghost is or spirit is trying to show itself it'll it'll look like something or wear something or have something in its hand type of deal um you know or throw something and try to get your attention i wonder if because the gray man is not a 
um, it's not a, 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 a scary ghost. It's not a, a ghost that's supposed to hurt you or scare you. It's, it's a ghost that's supposed to warn you and save your life. I wonder if he wears all gray to stick out in a non-scary way. So you look at him because imagine, imagine you walking down a beach and a man, and a man is wearing all gray and just looks super gray. Well, You're going to look at him. Another reason could be, you know, when he died in the mud, it could just be the residual coloring that was left on his clothes. You never know. Oh, yeah. There's like, a lot, there, it can be as simple as things like that. You really never quite know. Um, but the pluff would be brown. Are you saying like the pluff would, would uh, well, like, you know how wash like, out? Well, no. You know how like sometimes when you get mud on you and it dries and it turns gray? Oh, like a saying. clay type of deal. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm thinking Cause brown mud, but you're thinking like more of a... a swampy uh, mud. A swampy mud. Got yeah. it. Well, cool. So, yeah. Um, I don't know if it's that deep of why he's wearing a gray coat. It also could just be the fact that nobody knows what he really looked like. Cause there's some like guesses of people who have tried sure. to figure out who he might've been. Like, I know there was like uh, this one guy who worked on like a rice plantation or something. And they believed he was the one who turned into the gray man. But then there's been some other people. There's really no like solid person yes it could just be the fact that he's become just this very um i didn't uh, like he has no identity sure anymore so he's just gray yeah i know? mean that definitely so, i i definitely i i would love to talk to that person so if you she's know, still alive yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna question, do some googling you know? you know we're gonna have some downtime here before the storm so i'm gonna do some googling and see if i can't find him and then uh find her and then you know i'll just like facebook messenger if she wants to hit back she can hit back well so here's the thing if she saw the first sighting uh, her first sighting of gray man in 1954 mm-hmm who knows how old she was at that point she might not be alive anymore 2018 it is 2022 i know that's a but, lot of but time hey, for somebody who's you know, elderly you know it's like yeah but she could have saw him young and we get i'm gonna look anyway okay. you, you anyway, try your best buddy um we have time for one more story and madison knows it's my favorite it's one of my favorite stories it's a very special Spine tingling story, and it is about the wet ghosts in Japan after the tsunami. Yes, so I can't remember what specific village it was in. No, no, I I definitely don't remember what specific village it was in. But basically, what happened was, I mean, Japan obviously has a lot of tsunamis. Um, you know, just yeah, they've they've got a lot of fish, but they got a lot of weather too. I was waiting for him to make that joke at some point in this but you know um comment down below if you actually get that reference or if jt's just too old at this point <laughs> Poo. you've been so mean to me this entire episode <laughs> so you Baby. have you've been so mean i to love me. you i don't mean to be mean i'm sorry anyways so um basically during one of the uh, tsunamis that occurred it was like a tsunami that was so large that killed like hundreds of people thousands i believe thousands yeah mm-hmm. um well i didn't want to go too far and people be like actually it was 356 yeah, if we don't so have our like, facts straight we get checked yes. okay we get checked yeah and so, so we so we're we're constantly like let's just be under yeah let's not go over <laughs> yeah so exactly but yeah um lots of people died um and it uh it was the it was 
I think it was like, oh God, 2014. I'm going to Google it. Yeah, but, go ahead yeah, and Google tell, it. Tell them, tell them the story. So I'll Google it. basically though, um, so a lot of people died, obviously. And the, there were people reporting that these people would come up to their door and knock on their door and they'd be soaking wet from head to toe. Like they, 2011. 2011. Um, that, did it say where it was? Nope. Okay. Cool. Well, regardless, so uh, people would report that these people would come up to their door and they'd be soaking wet, and it would look like they had just dived headfirst into a swimming pool. It was one all. person. Was it? It was up. just yeah. one. I thought. So, so well, there we, were other people who had different encounters. It, like taxi cab drivers had a lot of encounters with this too. But yes. we'll talk about the person who had, you know, sure, sure. Um, the guy. Or so this guy had comes up to his door, he's soaking wet, he looked like he dived into a swimming pool in all of his clothes. And he was like, can I have dry clothes? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, of course, the guy was like, yeah, come in, you know, like, this is really weird, but whatever. So he invites the guy in, and then he later looks outside, and there's hundreds of soaking wet people standing out in front of his house. And and he realized that it was the spirits of the people who died during the tsunami and they were essentially looking for some type of kindness or just someone to well, or like almost clothes. like they're they're lost souls of yeah. sorts, you know. It's very haunting. It is. It's very very haunting. The fact that like you know the person's just standing out there, obviously. It, but but I, I think also there was no there was no rain or anything, no. and the person could not get dry. I mean, this person was absolutely wet. The story that I heard it might not be the same that you heard, babe, but it was um, it was a woman who answers the door and there's a woman outside and uh the woman is absolutely sopping wet and she's asked for dry clothes and uh the woman does not invite her in the woman instead goes grabs the clothes says yes grabs a towel and clothes comes back when she opens the door there's a bunch of of the same of uh, you know just like men and women soaked all standing not necessarily in a line but just all you know behind her and they're all just like shivering and wanting dry clothes and that is just so creepy it is so creepy oh my gosh it's so creepy like like how you said the lost soul thing i mean yeah. that's exactly how it feels yeah there is also reports from taxi drivers uh who were encountering yeah. this similar thing which i think is really interesting because it kind of pairs well with the hitchhiker lore, mm-hmm. hitchhiker ghost lore uh, that most places have. But basically, there were taxi drivers who would have people come up to their taxi and they'd be soaking wet and they're like, can I have a ride? You know, and so, of course, the taxi driver, it's their job to drive people. So they're like, yeah, get in, you know, like kind of like weirded out that these people are soaking wet. And basically... It would have them like, like the spirit would have them go to like all these random places mm-hmm. and be like, actually, can I go to this place? Actually, can I go to this place and run up this tab? And then when they finally get to the last place, they look in the back and there's nobody there. And but then the taxi driver was left still having to pay. Now they have to pay for this large Brutal. tab. And so there was like actually this like outrage from taxi drivers who are like the ghosts are costing us money. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's but like- then there were then there were uh, um, also taxi drivers that were um, that would actually that would recognize that that person was most likely a spirit and would give the spirit a ride on and and actually know that 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 uh, he or she has to pay for it. 
Yeah. Like out of the kindness of their heart. Yeah. Well, and of course there are some people who are yeah. down with that, but like when you're on the job and like that's your money that you're now yeah. having to get rid of, then you're thinking you're like, oh, cool. I'm going to make a lot of money off of this ride. And then all of a sudden the person's gone and your back seat's wet. It's like, oh God. Yeah, it's that true. Sucks, you know. It's true. Yep. Well, this has been a fun episode and everyone, you know, uh, stay safe stay dry yes. um you know uh if you're if you're in the southeast if not you know again give blood um definitely donate canned goods blankets yep, all that stuff things all that of stuff that i know that that we're all going to need it especially you know our uh, brothers and sisters uh down south in florida for sure um so yeah cool yeah. cool Yes, and um, we will be, uh, for those of you who are concerned if we're going to be fine here in Savannah, we'll be fine. JT and I are very well prepared. Yeah, we're pros. Yeah, well, we got we're this. Don't worry about it. Yeah, our, so. our house is like, uh, our house is like um, five feet above ground. It's like, it's, it's, it's not on stilts or anything, but it's like, it's got it's a just, raised foundation. How I like to put it, I'm like, if our house has been able to survive since 1840, I think yeah. it'll make it through it's, one it's more true. storm. So and then our driveway's on a slant. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like, it, it kind of is like all the water will drain down mm -hmm. the driveway and, and like, unfortunately go to the other houses that are on a level plane below us. Yeah. Um, that's weird how downtown, you know, kind of does that where there'll be like a random hill somewhere. Maybe we're just built on top of graves. Maybe it's just a big stack of graves. And we Maybe have no it is idea. a big stack of graves. <laughs> we have Honestly, no idea. yeah. I I did I did some um um uh digging uh to build a fence around our house. Um, and I was digging with the post hole, and I found stuff from like the early 1900s. I showed you some of it. Did you? Yeah. I don't remember. This. Yeah, it was like it was like these super old rusty nails, nuts and bolts. Oh yes. There were there was a there was a a metal there were like like uh there was like a metal um uh, or, or aluminum sorry aluminum cans with super old labels on them like coke now these are ruined so I threw them away but I mean this glass and this the, the aluminum and all of that it's so so old mm -hmm. so like I mean and that's only what I had to dig I, I probably had to dig like four three or four feet that's only three or four feet in the ground you know in downtown Savannah imagine what you can find if you just start digging around in Savannah you know our our uh our soul is is super super haunted with not only you know bodies and 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 stuff like that, but but just memories and and old objects. Yeah, it was funny when we first moved into our house. The uh, previous owners actually left behind a frame yeah. with a uh, a printed out like piece of document that had every single owner from like the time the house was built yeah which was so cool um it was cool it's it was, really cool we still have it yeah you probably bring it if you want to see it or we'll we'll, we'll post yeah. it on on uh, patreon. patreon if you guys want to see it but yeah cool cool all right, awesome. all right. well uh consider being a para junkie becoming a para junkie because um all the para junkies get this episode a couple days ago yeah, absolutely. Um, and then some bonus content, and we're, we're and then if you just want to stay up to date with us, you know, we can we can do some fun things sometimes. So mm -hmm. we we post on on Patreon quite a bit. Absolutely, and we love our patrons. 
Yes. Um, but thank you guys for listening and we really appreciate you. If also, if you were the person in your car in front of PJ's <laughs> tie that stopped JT and I in the street and was like, I love your podcast. Thank you. I really appreciate you. We wish we could have like actually gotten to talk to you, but you know, obviously we were in the middle of the road, so that was not safe, but it's okay. But thank you for uh, reaching Absolutely. out to us. So if you guys ever see us in Savannah, please feel free to yeah, talk to us. Hey. But Yeah. Cool, cool. Awesome. So thank you guys again. My name is Madison Timmons. And I'm JT Timmons. And stay spooky, y'all.